Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Brian Carter 99, a 49ers podcast. Hope you're having a good day. We all know why we're here. Unfortunately, it is not a victory Tuesday. We have got a loss on Sunday, so we're here to talk about it. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, what the heck happened, and just kind of try and figure out what we learned from this game. Every game is very interesting, and this game was... It's hard to kind of put this game into words because there was so much that was really good and then there was also so much that was so bad and if you if I were to just show you the box uh not necessarily the score if you ignored the score and you just look at all all the data of what we had from the game in terms of like uh passing yards rushing yards uh, third, fourth down conversions, um, all those kind of things, you would look and you would say, hey, that game looks like the 49ers would have won it because they had 450 yards of offense compared to Seattle's 230 yards of offense. You would have saw that the 49ers had 25 first downs versus Seattle's 14 you would have seen that we had the time of possession battle we won the time of possession 31 minutes to 28 minutes you would have saw that we only punted it six times they punted it eight times you would have think wow it looks like that uh that Niners team did a really good job on a lot of different things unfortunately that's not really what happened and Trying to break it down, it's been it was just such a weird game. And I think that's what we've been getting a lot of this season from the Niners. Every single game has been weird. It hasn't been like a normal game where it's just been we go out, we score, or we stop them, and then they do the same thing. And it's just kind of like a game that you see coming. It just it has to be super weird. It has to. That seems to be what this team is all about this year is just weird shit. So, how did it start out? It started out with our kicker getting hurt in pregame warmups. <laughs> so, we're uh, we're just we're starting it off on the right foot here, and by I mean the right foot, I mean our uh, kicker Robbie Gold. He pulled his groin, so I guess he uh, he hurt his dick in pregame warmups. So that's not good. So we started out the game. We found out <clears throat> minutes before the game. Hey, guess what? We don't have a kicker. So what do you do? Well, we got a punter. So I guess our punter will try and be our kicker today. And we can all guess how well that would go. (laughs) All right, cool. So you're down a kicker. Okay, well, that just means, you know, you're probably not going to do PATs. You're probably not going to be kicking field goals. All right. So, you know, fair enough. That's weird. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. Injuries happen. You got to adjust on the fly, and that's what they attempted to do. Now, the reason, another reason I say this game is so weird is because our defense dominated the pretty much the entire first half. The first five Seattle drives, the first five possessions that Seattle had, 
They had negative yardage. We had five straight three and outs for negative yardage. Not only did they not gain a yard, they lost yards on five possessions. So our defense was playing out of its mind the first half. It was so good. Bosa had a sack. Ford had, I think, two sacks. Uh, I think Kinlaw had a sack. Um, I mean, it was, we got a, I think we got three sacks in the first half. Our defense was just dominating. So defensive domination, five, three and outs. We finally allowed a touchdown drive when there was like in, in the final, like couple minutes, I think there was three or four minutes left in the first half when they scored their first touchdown. And I've got an NFL game pass up here, so I'll be using it as a reference. But yeah, check this out. So first drive by Seattle, punt. Second, uh, they, they gain six yards, then they punt. Second drive, they gain they get negative four yards, they punt. Third drive, negative five yards, punt. Fourth drive, negative five yards, punt. Fifth drive, one yard, punt. So our defense was just crushing it the first half. And then we finally, they finally get one touchdown with uh, in the final five minutes of the first half. And it wasn't like a long sustained drive. It was boom, boom, boom. Seattle checks down. Uh, Russell Wilson checks it down to Alex Collins, the running back. He takes it and runs for 28 yards. Then Russell Wilson makes another pass. I think it was like a 20-something yard pass. Let me pull it up here. Uh, so then he has... So big play. And then we have a 28 yard pass to DK Metcalf. And then a 12 yard pass to DK Metcalf for a touchdown. So real quick, just boom, boom, boom. They finally scored there and tied it up at halftime. Now, the most frustrating thing about that was that they tied it up at halftime. So you would think, like, how the hell are we tied at 7-7 at halftime when our defense is dominating? And that's where some of that weird stuff comes in. So defense dominated the first half. That was great. What wasn't great was the offense after our first drive. First drive goes pretty darn well, about as well as you could expect. Jimmy G was literally perfect on his first drive. He was 6-for-6, 70 yards, and a touchdown. So it worked out perfect. We had a a short pass to Kittle, and then we had um, a short run, and then an eight-yard pass, and then a nine-yard pass, an 18-yard pass, and a a run. And then Jimmy G hit Dwelly for 21 yards for a touchdown. So got to give it to Dwelly. And a great catch by Dwelly, by the way. He boxed out the defender, adjusted perfectly for the catch. So... Just Jimmy was money on that drive. You know, you can't get better than 100% completion percentage with a touchdown. (laughs) That was perfect. And credit bitchin' Mitch Wishnowski, the punter, he made the point. So he made the PAT, the point after touchdown. Big props. That was pretty much the best it was going to be, though, for the rest of the first half. So again, you know, Seattle five straight three and outs, defensive, just domination. So we dominate them. They get, you know, what is it? Negative four yards and punt it back to us. 
<laughs> doesn't get much better than that. They get negative yards and then they punt it. Uh, unfortunately, we come out and Jimmy throws an interception. He was trying to hit Kittle on, it looked like a short crossing route. And uh, Quandre digs the Seattle safety. He went, he looked like he was playing, it looked like a t- double high or too high. He ended up turning into a robber route, undercutting Kittle for the touchdown. Or, I mean, for the interception. So, great. Fucking Jimmy throws an interception. Well, good news. Like I said, our defense, fucking studs. Negative five yards. Nick Bosa with a sack on third down for a loss. Too bad, Seattle. You didn't even get a field goal out of that. So, boom. Seattle, no yards. They got to punt it back to us. Then, we have a decent drive. So at this point, you know, it's short run, short pass, 15-yard pass, 14-yard pass, 26-yard pass. So boom, boom, boom. We just gained like 50 yards there on Jimmy throws. So, hey, that's awesome. Unfortunately, then we have a short run on a first and 10. And then Jimmy takes a sack where the Seattle linebacker, Jordan Brooks, blitzes up the middle and he's wide open and Jimmy takes a sack. So it's third and 15. He checks down to Kittle on, it looked like a a tight end screen pass. Kittle gains about half of the yards, fourth and eight. All right, fourth and eight. So what do you do? This is where the issues started coming up. Because if Robbie Gold hadn't pulled his groin, Robbie Gold, we can pretty much guarantee is going to make a 41-yard field goal. Unfortunately, we didn't have Robbie Gold. We had Wisnowski. So... He's never kicked a field goal ever in a game. So asking him to hit a 41-yarder, I don't think that's necessarily a good coaching decision. Um, I don't know what he was looking like in the pregame when, you know, when when Robbie hurt his groin and then Mitch found out that he was going to have two kicks. I don't know what he looked like. I don't know how good he looked in the pregame kicks. But at fourth and eight, I think at fourth and eight, you got to go for it if you don't have a kicker. I think you're more likely to, especially with how good the offense was going. I mean, if you've heard what I just said, Jimmy at this point, let's see, is this the first quarter? Yeah, Jimmy at this point, first quarter, he was 10 of 12 for 130 yards and a touchdown. He had that interception, but other than that, 10 of 12, 130 yards, a touchdown, and the pick. So Jimmy's completing... 80 plus percent of his passes. He's in rhythm. You got to go for it on fourth and eight. So I didn't really like that. Long story short, Mitch misses the field goal. But hey, good news. Our defense, defense is going to stay strong. Seattle, three and out, negative five yards. Again, they punt it back. This time, however, our offense is not doing as good. Now, Jimmy ended up getting hurt in this game, and I don't think it's quite entirely clear as to when he got hurt specifically, but you can tell that after the second drive, or I guess you could call that the third drive, so the one that we just completed, so first drive, perfect, second drive, interception, third drive, almost perfect. This next drive, though, it started getting worse and worse and worse real fast. So Jimmy was really good in the first quarter. Second quarter, complete opposite. First quarter, 
Jimmy was 10 of 12, 130 yards, touchdown, pick. Second quarter, he was 2 of 11 for like 20 or 30 yards. 2 of 11 for 30 yards. That is one of the worst performances I can remember of a quarterback having in a quarter. Think about that. 2 of 11. So these next couple drives, they were bad. Uh, 8 plays, 27 yards, punt. But again, our defense is strong. Seattle, the possession, their next possession, 3 and out, 1 yard total. They punt it back to us. We unfortunately then have a 3 and out because Jimmy is... I don't know, I guess he broke uh, or he had the calf strain, contusion, whatever it is. So three and out from us. And then this is when Seattle gets the opportunity to score their first touchdown. So, and I think this is also the one that messed up was because this was another special teams blunder. When we punted, this is when... Trenton Cannon, remember, he's the running back that we claimed from the Ravens to be a special teams guy. He had that really good play last week against Green Bay, that 68-yard return. Unfortunately, he fucked up, and that play is where he tried to down it at the the one or the like inside the five. But he ended up catching the ball and rolling into the end zone for a touchback. So we could have pinned him here. We could have pinned them at the five-yard line, but they got a touchback. Long story short, again, that was when Russell Wilson went on that quick touchdown drive where it was basically three big plays. And in under three minutes, they just tied the game up 7-7. So they score. Again, our offense, five plays, 21 yards. Punt. They get the ball. Two plays, halftime. Kneel it out. So that was the first half. It was it was very frustrating because we were dominating so much. And I remember sitting there and I'm watching the game and I'm like, what the hell just happened to our offense? Why can't our offense do anything? And it was like the defense is just completely dominating outside of the one drive that Seattle had. And then just special teams. So we miss a field goal. And then we have that uh, bad one where we tried to pin them inside the five because Mitch Wisnowski has been so good punting this season. He's been just nailing it down in bet- down by like the 10, the 15. He almost had that down to like the five. Unfortunately, again, Trenton Cannon, he caught it and rolled into the end zone. I don't know if he didn't notice what he was doing, but he fucked it up. And instead of them being at the five, they get at the 20. They go down and score a touchdown real quick. I don't know if they would have scored a touchdown if they had to start inside their five. I think that might have been too much for them. So anyways, it's halftime. Now during halftime, that's when things got really weird because it's halftime and I'm thinking... Oh gosh, our offense is stagnant. Nothing is working. And Seattle, Russell Wilson, he knows how to do his thing. So then Trey comes out onto the field at halftime. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Trey is out here. The announcers come on. Oh, Trey Lance, he's starting the second half. Jimmy's out with an injury. And I'm like, what the hell? When did this happen? And I was thinking almost like, did Jimmy get benched? 
they wouldn't they wouldn't bench him and call it an injury. Turns out that he hurt his calf at some point in the first half. Again, don't know when. First drive, second drive, somewhere around there. Either way, the team finds out that Jimmy can't even play in the second half. Trey's going to have to be starting. Trey gets like five-minute notice. So they've got to scramble together and figure out what kind of game plan's going on. So um, Trey comes out and... You could tell that Shanahan was not quite comfortable at that moment quite yet. It was like he didn't want Trey to throw the ball at all. So first four plays, it was run, 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 run. Four runs in a row. Now what's cool, though, is that because Trey Lance is a run threat, when they're doing these zone read plays, he's causing that conflict on the defensive end. And that was opening huge lanes for Trey Sermon, the running back, who, by the way, had a pretty good game. He had 89 rushing yards on 19 attempts. Not bad. Like a 90-yard game, not bad, you know? So first play, though, comes out and Trey zone read and hands it off. Sermon runs 15 yards. Looks awesome. Couple more runs. Eventually they end up getting stuffed. Um, the frustrating thing also about watching this offense is you can tell like the play design is there. The talent is there. There's explosive players, but it's like there's these little miscues where, you know, it's, it's a false start here or it's one guy missing a block or, um, you know, one player like these, some of these plays are so intricate and complex that if you mess up one little thing, it's like synchronized swimming almost. You mess up like one little aspect of it and it can fuck up play. Um, and so many of these running plays that Shanahan's design, a lot of them, you know, there's the misdirection and then there's all the moving pieces. And next thing you know, the ball's hiked and Everything is moving horizontally and vertically. And then before you know it, defense is confused. They're in conflict and there's a big run lane. So, you know, that's a positive and, and, and negative because on the positive side, you're getting these explosive plays. Defenses don't know how to respond. But on the negative, you have these little miscues. And that's what it's been. It's been little miscues that have caused these plays to mess up. I feel like sometimes Shanahan gets a little too fancy for himself. But anyways, point being, uh, they come out and uh, they have the big run, a couple other runs. They end up getting stopped. Uh, so we punt the ball to Seattle. But hey, you know what? Our defense is tough. Our defense is holding strong. They stop Seattle again. Uh, this was technically a four and out, but still, like, Seattle gains 12 yards and then they punt it back. So I will... Pretty much count that as another three and out. So at this point, we've got, what, six three and outs out of seven drives? Like, we're crushing it. We get the ball back, and this is when Trey first starts passing. So this is Trey's first couple passes. They were not good. The first pass, it was a play-action uh, play boot rollout. Kittle's open in the flat. Trey sees him, he throws it to him, but instead of throwing it to him in stride, he throws it behind him in the dirt. So it was it was a 
just horrible, horrible pass, like literally behind Kittle in the dirt, just really, really bad pass. Uh, then we have Trey Sermon. He runs for about six yards. And then on a third and short, third and four, Trey Lance throws it way over Debo's head. And it, it was just, I don't think it was necessarily a bad read. Although there was, it seemed like it was the right read. It was just too slow. And that was an, one of the things that I saw a bit too much of was just Trey Lance just being a tick too slow, like a fraction of a second too slow. And he had, he unfortunately reverted back to his big loopy windup. Uh, instead of having that nice, short, compact release that he was showing earlier in the preseason. I remember in some of the preseason, like his release, it looked short. It was compact. It was like he got in there and he was just like winding up and just big, long, loopy wind up. And it showed just really inconsistent mechanics. So he's going to have to work on that. Long story short, though, he ends up throwing it way over Debo's head. Uh, not a good pass. So we have a three and out. We punt it and then Seattle gets the ball. Now this time Seattle, they end up having, they end up getting pretty good field position. They get their ball at the, uh, at the 34. So not too bad. And they end up having a 66 yard touchdown drive. It was basically 20-yard pass to lock it. It was a really nice pass. I got to give Wilson credit. Um, he dropped back, and Tyler Lockett, he ran. It looked like it was like a deep comeback or a, a, a deep hitch or something, but he came back and completed it perfect, like just go down, catch it, 19-yard completion. Uh, then they had a 6-yard run, an 8-yard run, a 9-yard pass to Metcalf, a 6-yard run. Uh, another short pass, and then Russell Wilson had a 16-yard scramble where he ran in for a touchdown for 16 yards. So, you know, it's it sucks, uh, but it is what it is. You know, you, you have to expect that Seattle is going to find a way to score. Russell Wilson, I mean, the guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. You, you can't deny how good... Russell Wilson is, he's gonna figure out a way to score. You know, he just, how do you stop him? He's that good. So anyways, he ends up scoring, uh, running 16 yards in for a touchdown. They get the extra point. So, all right, there we go. They're now up 14-7. Not too bad. However, then, this is the big fuck up. Trenton Cannon on the kick. He's standing about five yards out of the end zone. And I didn't even think about this until I heard it on a podcast that I was listening to earlier. Uh, Special Teams 101, stand on the end zone line. That way, if the ball's going to go over you, you know it's going to be a touchback. He was standing about five to seven yards in. He thinks the ball is going to go over him, hits the ground, and instead of it... He muffs the kick. He muffs the kick. And then when he recovers it, he tries running again. And then he fumbles it again. And Seattle recovers. It was it was the worst thing ever. The Trenton Cannon was probably had the worst performance since, and I hate to say it, 
Kyle Williams. It was very much like a Kyle Williams bad of special teams game. So he ends up muffing the kick, fumbling it. Seattle recovers at their own 14-yard line. So what does Seattle do? Well, it's really simple. Russell Wilson, they're going to run up the middle for one yard, and then Russell Wilson is going to spin out of a nickel blitz and then on the run, like diving sideways, basically throws a 13-year-old touch, uh, 13-yard touchdown. So to Freddie Swain. So all of a sudden now Seattle just scored 14 points and now you're down 14 points and your rookie is like barely even had a chance to get comfortable because he's thrown two passes and that's it. So there you go, Rook. You're... You're now down 21 to 7. You've had two passes. You're going up against Russell Wilson. Welcome to the fucking NFL. <laughs> Anyways, though, the cool thing is Trey, he was starting to feel himself and get comfortable. So, uh, after that, Trenton Cannon has this is another just. Another bad play from Trenton Cannon. This was the one where it bounced. He thought it was going to bounce into the end zone. It ends up bouncing straight up. So then he has to like catch it and then try and get some yards. And he only gets to the 11. If he had just caught it and ran, he probably would have got to the 20 or 25. Because he's a decent returner when he actually fucking catches it. Here, <laughs> give the language. This was a very frustrating game. Um, so now we're down at the 11-yard line. Not good. Um, but what do we do? We run the ball a couple times. So we run the run the zone read. Trey Sermon picks up seven. Run the zone read again. Trey Sermon picks up four. Run it again. Trey Lance, he takes it. He runs for four yards. First down. And then this was when it just got beautiful. So Trey Lance runs the play-action fake. <laughs> Debo is in the slot, and I forget who it was on uh, on the outside, but Debo out of the slot runs a wheel route, and the other the receiver out wide he ends up running. It looked like a like a post or like an in breaking route, so he runs an in breaking route while Debo runs a wheel route. The outside corner bites on the in breaking route. Nobody guards Debo and Jamal Adams is sitting there pointing at somebody to guard him standing there watching Trey Lance because of the play fake and because of that play fake Debo gets so open. There's not a single person within 15 yards. Trey Lance sees it, throws it to him. Debo takes off for a 76 yard touchdown. It was awesome. Uh, 52 yard run after catch. It was beautiful. And I know some people are saying, oh, that was the easiest pass ever. And oh, that was just a busted coverage. The coverage wouldn't have been busted if people weren't paying so much attention to Trey Lance and the play action. So just this is one of the biggest things that we're going to be talking about moving forward is just because of the actual threat that Trey Lance has in the run game and how strong of an arm he has, it's going to cause so much conflict with defenders that it's going to open up plays. It's the same way that, um, like, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, when he came into the NFL, he wasn't the best passer, 
but he was good enough. And the fact that him in the run game was opening up these big holes due to the play action and, you know, people biting on the run because of the run game, it was opening up big windows for him to hit guys in. And that's the same thing that we're going to need to see uh, get from Trey is because of the run game, the run threat, the play action, defenders are going to bite on it. And when they bite down, it opens up big windows and big plays. So you can say it's a blown coverage, but ultimately it was because of Trey, it was a blown coverage. And when it was open, he got it to Debo and let Debo do his thing. So we get a real quick touchdown, which is great. Now we were going to go for two. Unfortunately, Lake and Tomlinson had a fast start. And again, it was one of those penalties where it's like, come on, you gotta, you gotta tighten these things up. Our offense could be so explosive if we could just stop shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, but anyways, so five-yard penalty. So instead of it being a two-point uh, attempt at the two-yard line or whatever, they end up doing a extra point attempt with the penalty. So you're looking at a, what is it, like a 38-yard extra point attempt. So anyways, Wisnowski, he misses the extra point. I, again, still would have preferred you go for it. Just go for two. Like, just go for two every single time, please. Just do it. Anyways, so Seattle gets the ball. And unfortunately, Seattle then goes on a pretty dang good drive. They have a 10-play drive. It takes up five minutes, 50 yards. And that was the other thing. Because, or wait, what was I saying? Yeah, no. Anyways, though. Well, I'm trying to figure out how the where did they get the freaking ball? Anyways. Yeah, so we kick it off. Seattle gets the ball. They end up having a touchdown drive, and that puts them up 28 to 13. So now Seattle's in the lead. Uh, the big thing here, oh, that's right. This was the one this was the one that had two other penalties that killed us. So on this drive, we had two third down penalties that killed us. So the first one, as good of a game as D Ford had, he had an offside penalty. It was gonna be a third and six. Unfortunately, D Ford lined up in the neutral zone, offsides. So Five-yard penalty. Now it's a third and one. Seattle runs up the middle for three yards and converts. So who knows? Maybe if D4 didn't have that offsides, maybe we could have stopped him there. Okay, so they have a two-yard pass, a negative two-yard run. So on third and ten, this is when it happens again. Another penalty. Drake Kirkpatrick, pass interference, 23 yards. We basically gave this drive to Seattle. And I honestly don't know a whole lot about Drake Kirkpatrick. I was really surprised to find out that he was starting. I didn't even really know who he was when we signed him. I knew that he had played with the Bengals. He was with the Cardinals for a year. Uh, but he committed a pass interference, and it sucks. And I don't know why they seem to be penalizing us so much. I think that at this point we have eight defensive pass interferences, which leads the NFL uh, by a good bit. And it's it's really frustrating. I don't know what is going on. 
but we really need to stop with these PIs because we're just killing them to ourselves, especially because it's happening on third down. It's like it's third and 10. You can't be doing that on a third and 10. You're just going to kill yourself. So anyways, 23 yards gifted to Seattle via penalty. And then they run it in for a touchdown, of course. So Seattle scores the touchdown. There we go. They're up. Uh, Next drive, unfortunately, we go three and out. We punt it back to them. They go three and out. They punt it back to us. And this one, it was a struggle. But at this point, Trey was starting to really find his groove. It was an eight-play drive. We only got 29 yards. Um, So it was... Short run, incomplete, then a six-yard run. This is where Lance was just scrambling. So he scrambled for three yards. He scrambled for six yards. Then, oh, this is one of my favorite plays. Fourth and one. Uh, Trey Lance, they have some motion going. It was kind of confusing without watching it. But basically, they do a play-action boot rollout. And so Trey is rolling out. He's got another guy coming out in the flat. And then he's got Debo coming out a little bit of, a little bit past him. He ends up, and then Carlos Dunlap, the Seattle defensive end, he actually realizes that it's a play-action uh, boot and that Trey is going to start coming around back from the play fake. And so he breaks off and starts going after Trey. Trey straight up jukes him, jumps up in the air, and throws an 11-yard like dart to Debo for a, it was, it was awesome. Debo catches it, runs for another four or five yards or whatever, but holy crap. Like the, the things that Trey was putting, like showing in this game was so exciting. And uh, I got to give a shout out, a shout out to John Chapman, 49ers rush podcast, because he put a film breakdown up today and I watched it on my lunch break and it was uh, just 50 minutes. It was the second half offense. And so we got to see everything, you know, the, the all 22. So I'm going to have to go watch the all 22 on my own. But it was a great film breakdown. And the things that Trey was putting in there, just in terms of like good decision making and just some of the athletic gifts that this kid has is it's very exciting. It's one of the reasons why moving forward. I want Trey to play. I, uh, I've been a big Jimmy supporter for a long time, but at this point it's like, what is this, your fourth or fifth injury? Uh, cool, you hurt your leg again. Like, I'm done with it. Jimmy, he should, he should, be, he should be a good teammate and be coaching Trey up while he holds a clipboard because I don't want Jimmy hurting his leg again and he limits our offense. And watching Trey in this game, I know that we lost, but when he started getting his groove going and like getting comfortable, especially in this drive where it's scramble, scramble, amazing scramble with an 11 yard dart. And then uh, he has another, uh, let's see here. He has another one where he scrambles for seven yards. And then one that the turnover on downs that I didn't like here it was an end around for Debo and just 
Didn't really like it. Fourth and two, end around. It was just weird. Didn't like it. We ended up having a turnover on downs. Good news, though, is we fucking stopped Seattle again on a three and out because our defense was incredible. So we ended up getting the ball back again. And then this drive, this was, it was the last drive of the game, but it was so good because it was a 13-play, 90-yard touchdown drive. And we got to see everything. So it started out, uh, there was a defensive holding. So instead of starting at the 20, we start at the 25. All right, cool. So 14-yard pass to Juszczyk. If I remember correctly, he checked it down to Juszczyk in the flat. Juszczyk runs and uh, like shoulder lowers his shoulder and hits a guy out of bounds. Next thing, he has another 10-yard pass to Juszczyk. Next time, he's getting ready to pass again because at this point, you're in like two-minute drill. It's like, hey, we're not running the ball. You just got to pass. Just pass, pass, pass. This entire thing was just pass or scramble. So, 10-yard pass to Juszczyk. Next thing, nobody's open. He scrambles, gains seven yards. Second and three, 12-yard pass uh, to Sanu. It was it was beautiful. If I remember correctly, he, uh, he there was pressure coming. He evaded one guy, stepped between another, stepped up, and then and then hit him. And the athleticism this kid is showing is so good. So 12-yard pass. Then uh, he has another scramble. He runs for 11 yards for a first down, but there was a holding penalty on McGlinchey, so that gets negated. So now it's first and 20. Uh, next one, he has an incomplete pass to Debo. It would have been about like a 20-yard pass, I think. Unfortunately, Quandary Diggs came in and broke it up. Then he had a 12-yard pa- a 12-yard pass to Debo. So now you're at third and eight. Then a seven-yard pass to Muhammad Sanu, so now it's fourth and one. Cool, fourth and one, let's do this. And then unfortunately we have a penalty, an illegal shift, and I remember watching this on the film breakdown, there was a miscommunication issue. And this is one of those things where it's very difficult. I I know that every backup says they prepare like they're starting, but it's difficult when you haven't taken all the first team reps to be able to give everyone the play call. And they were also having, um, they were having radio issues all day with their headsets. So they're having communication issues with the headsets. So communication with issues with the headsets, Trey isn't able to, because they're in the rush and he hasn't been ready, or I guess I should say they didn't plan for him to be starting. Uh, he doesn't give, um, I think it was Sherfield, the uh, play call properly. So Sherfield is standing over there like, what's the freaking play? And then the, the ball's hiked, so it's considered an illegal shift penalty. So negative five yards. Well, great. Now we've got fourth and six. Well, hey, no problem, Trey. Just have a seven-yard pass to Sanu again. So boom, we convert another. We convert a fourth and six. We converted three fourth downs on this drive, if I remember correctly. Uh, incomplete pass, another incomplete, another incomplete. Uh, I think these were just getting like broken up. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Because one of them, he had a beautiful pass to Kittle, and I actually I posted this on my Twitter. Um, so basically, they 
they hike the ball and Seattle's running a cover four. They're in the red zone right now. They're at the Seattle 21 yard line. So they're running a cover four. And you know, in your cover four, you've basically got your outside defenders, you've got your two deep middle safeties kind of hovering over the middle, and then the linebackers just have to cover a whole lot of space underneath. So Kittle, he runs uh, just to the left outside of Bobby Wagner, and then he kind of starts cutting in behind him to hit that seam between the two deep middle safeties. Trey, under pressure, while taking a hit, throws the ball... Kittle adjusts midair and it hits him in the hand, but uh, because of the ball location, Jamal Adams is able to come in and just make an incredible play and just pound Kittle right into the ground and break up the pass. Um, I know there's been a bit of uh, a bit of debate on what I posted on uh, on Twitter as far as like the ball location should it have been there should it have been a little more right. I think that the ball could have been a couple yards just off to the right. And because what happened was when Kittle had to make this catch, he was running to the right, but then he had to turn or he had to basically adjust his body, turn back and reach up, which opened up his ribs to Jamal Adams, which Jamal Adams hit full force. If he was able to keep running the way he was going and do like a, a diving catch, uh, more towards the middle of the field in be- in between the two safeties, I think he would have been able to dive for a touchdown. Um, point being, though, is an incomplete pass, even though it was a pretty impressive plat- uh, pass. So that was on a second and 10. Now it's a third and 10, another incomplete pass. Now fourth and 10. So what happens? Trade drops back. The pass rush is coming. He evades like three defensive linemen and then runs for 13 yards. It was crazy. He was just like, he like dodged and juked and dipped and then took off and ran for a 13 yard gain. And now it's first and goal at the eight. And we do a quick screen pass to Debo. Debo catches it, runs over like three guys on the way to score a touchdown. And boom, we had another touchdown. By the way, shout out to Debo for having a freaking eight catch, 156 yard game. Debo is on fire this year. He's leading the NFL in receiving yards. He's just, he's doing awesome. Uh, Then we attempted a two point conversion and we succeeded it. It was like a quarterback power or quarterback draw, whatever you want to call it. I think it was more of like a QB power. But anyways, Trey runs it up the... uh, Runs it out of behind, I think it was behind the right guard of the, or McGlinchey there for a two-point conversion. We attempt the onside kick. Unfortunately, we are not able to recover it, so Seattle kneels out the ball. So, if you notice the weird thing about that game, special teams basically screwed us out of 11 points because we had a missed field goal, a missed extra point. Uh, Trenton Cannon fumbled it, fumbled a kick, gave a Seattle the ball basically within touchdown range. Uh, there was also just, yeah, so that was terrible. Um, the two penalties on one of Seattle's drives on third down, that basically gifted them that touchdown drive. But outside of that, Seattle basically only had two good drives the entire game, and we were just shutting them out constantly. Russell Wilson only had, I think, 150 passing yards. Like, we basically shut Seattle out, and then we 
we lost the game by beating ourselves. So it was such a frustrating game because it all started with like the Robbie gold injury and then the Jimmy injury and the defense is playing incredible, but we're not able to get anything going on offense. And then Trey has to come in and then Trey, it, it took him a quarter to warm up, which is understandable because Hey kid, it's halftime. You're ready to go. It's your ball now. So, you know, what do you, I gotta say though, I mean, again, after watching the game again, and especially watching the all 22, dude, Trey, I am so excited to see what we get from Lance because that kid is just over. He is overflowing with talent. Like the arm, he has such a strong arm. He's so shifty in the pocket, like his, his short area movement. I don't want to say he's quite like Lamar Jackson, but he does kind of have that little like, hey, shake here, shift there. I can juke you out. Uh, he's got a good amount of speed. I mean, the kid runs like a 4.5. He's big. He's strong. He made good decisions. He didn't um, just... And he got better as he was playing. He got into rhythm. He settled down. Um, it was just, it was as depressing as the game was Trey looked really good considering that he was a rookie thrown in at halftime and he basically had a two touchdown, um, and he was basically down two touchdowns after like, you know, throwing two passes like, Hey, you've thrown two passes and now you're down by 14 points. So it was what Trey did was what I'm trying to say is that as bad as the game was, what we saw from Trey was very, very good. And it gives me a lot of hope, especially when you consider how the other rookies, the rookie quarterbacks in this class have looked. Trey probably looked better than all of their other like first performances. You know, you think about the other quarterbacks who went in like Trey was, in my opinion, probably the most impressive. Don't get me wrong. He had some very bad throws. His throw to Kittle where he threw it in the dirt behind him and then he overthrew Debo and he had one that just like sailed on him and I don't know what it was. Um, so he needs to work on cleaning up his mechanics, uh, just getting more consistent. Uh, his throwing motion, he had a, he had a couple batted passes as well. Um, where there was one where the defensive lineman batted down a pass. It probably would have been a completion. It looked like he was throwing to a guy who was open. He had another incompletion where he was running, and then he tried throwing it to a guy who was open. Uh, however, because he throws it so he needs to work on his touch. Because he threw it so hard, he threw a bullet when he should have kind of taught, like lofted it over a guy. Um, he needs to work on his touch. If he can work on his touch and his, his throwing mechanic consistency, sky's the limit for him because like he can make any throw out of any arm angle. He can throw on the run, just the elusiveness, the agility, the athleticism, um, being able to go through his progressions there, uh, I know some people are going to say he was a one read quarterback, but watching some film, and again, I'm no genius at football. I'm just a fan who's trying to learn and get better. But watching him play, you could tell he was going through a read and one, two, three. Oh, crap. You know, 
It was basically like first read, second read, crap, the pocket is collapsing. Let me escape here. Keep my eyes downfield. There's nobody open still. Okay, I'm going to run. And, you know, at that point you're down, you know, two touchdowns and it's in the fourth quarter. So you got to do what you got to do. But rewatching it, I was very impressed with Trey, especially in the fourth quarter. I think he was really good in the fourth quarter. Um, and I hope he gets better. I hope he gets better. So overall, just final thoughts, um, like good and bad. So on the bad side, the weird thing is there was a lot of good. I would say the worst things here, uh, Jimmy's performance after the first drive was not good. Jimmy's second quarter performance was absolutely horrible. Plus he hurt his legs. So who knows when he's going to be back. Uh, they currently have him listed as questionable i believe for the sunday game against the cardinals they said they're going to reevaluate him on wednesday he has a calf contusion whatever that means um i am of the opinion that i do not want jimmy to play this week because i saw what happened last year when we tried to rush him back from a leg injury he played terribly he got worse and he re-injured himself even more uh, I would I would much rather have Trey. Also, another big reason is because I am tired of watching Jimmy get hurt and limit the offense. And what Trey showed was just extremely high upside. The kid has so much talent. He needs reps. He got better throughout the game. And I really want to see them spend a full week creating a game plan specifically for Trey, Trey getting all the first team reps in practice. I want to see a game where Trey is the starter and it's been designed for him. And it was, it was known like, Hey, we've been planning all week. You are the starter. This is your game plan. These, these were all your practices. This is your game. I know it's against the Cardinals who are undefeated and currently they're the only undefeated team in the league at 4-0. But I want to see what Trey can do with a full week of practice with the with the ones and a game plan specifically designed for him. The other negatives, obviously the kicking situation. So Robbie Gold, he uh, hurt his groin. He's going to be out for three to five weeks. They ended up putting him on IR. And we did sign kicker Joey Sly. Uh, I think he was with the Panthers for the last couple of years. Uh, so we have a new kicker for probably about the next month or so. Uh, other negatives, uh, I would say Kittle's lower leg. <laughs> Kittle's calf and knee took a beating. Uh, he played and we already knew he had a sore ankle and he was on the injury report. Nothing serious, it just said sore ankle, so crossing my finger it's nothing too bad also bad uh bad penalties again we basically gifted seattle that touchdown drive by giving them third down penalties so we really just need to clean up the penalties and the frustrating thing about the penalties is that it's not even like we're being penalized more often than other teams in the league i think we're currently ranked about 20th in penalties but we're ranked second in penalty yards. So it's not just that we're getting like a false start every single game constantly. It's like, hey, 20 freaking yard pass interference. So 
we really need to work on these penalties. But I would say penalties and special teams lost this game. Special teams, terrible, need to get it fixed. Uh, I, I'm so frustrated with Trenton Cannon. Um, so yeah, special teams basically lost this game. Uh, the offense was terrible. After that first drive with Jimmy, it was just bad. And it took Trey a few minutes to kind of get a, get in the rhythm of things. Once he got more comfortable, Trey is just, he's a playmaker and he was making things work. Even if Trey doesn't quite have the timing and everything down, he's going to need to work on his mechanics. He's going to need to work on his timing. He's going to need to work on the chemistry with his receivers. He's going to need to work on all those things. Um, but what I saw was really good from him, especially after rewatching it. I was, I was more impressed after rewatching it than I was during the game. Uh, Trey Sermon, the running back, he had a good game. Again, he had 19 carries, 89 yards. That was really good. Debo had an incredible game going eight for eight, eight catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns. That was awesome. Uh, the defense was so good. I mean, did you hear how many short yardage, like three and outs they had again? Like they only had 230 yards of total offense. If, if our defense is holding teams to 250 yards of offense, we should be blowing people out. Like usually when teams get 250 yards of offense, they're scoring like 10 points. The fact that Seattle scored 28 just shows how bad our special teams was. The defensive line was really good. Again, D Ford, two sacks. Bosa had a sack. Um, another injury I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about Trent Williams. He was cramping up. He had to leave. Uh, he ended up coming back in. Then he hurt his shoulder and then he left again. So hopefully his shoulder's not too bad. It sounds like he's day-to-day, -day, so hopefully Trent Williams is fine. Uh, Jalen Moore, he came in and played, uh, I believe, most of the fourth quarter. And Jalen Moore was solid. If you remember, he was our fifth-round rookie tackle. Uh, he was pretty good. He wasn't perfect, but he was pretty solid considering, again, you know, fifth-round rookie. Uh, so Trent Williams, hopefully he's okay. And I guess the other thing I was kind of wondering was uh, what happened to Ayuk in this game? He was uh, he was returning some punts. Him and Sanu kind of took turns returning punts. Uh, he did take one really big hit, but he seemed to be fine from it. It actually knocked his helmet off. And But he only had one catch for 15 yards. So Ayuk has been kind of, it was like he didn't play at all the first week and then the second week he had a catch and then last week he had a couple catches and then today last game he only had one catch so don't really know what's going on the defense really needs to work on generating turnovers as well and our defense played so well but that is one criticism that we could give the defense is that they haven't been generating turnovers they've been doing a, they did amazing this game just stopping yardage um, but as far as getting turnovers, we only have one turnover on the year, which is terrible. I think we're last in the league in turnovers or near the bottom. Uh, but yeah, definitely need to work on generating some turnovers. And I think those are the main things. So again, you know, the special teams, uh, the lack of the lack of offense, the kicking, the third down penalties, 
those were really, really killed the game. And I think that once Trey settled in, he had those two really good drives at the end in clutch time. So, and then, you know, go back, watch the film. Don't take my word for it. Go, go watch. Trey was really good in the fourth quarter. He had a couple, again, a couple rough spots, but you know, if he just works on a couple of things, this kid's going to be really, really good. And I'm, I'm very excited about it. So let's see here. Any other notes? Uh, Elijah Mitchell is returning to practice. He should be expected to be good to go. Uh, no blue, no, no contact injury for him. And, uh, yeah, other than that, my tweet, one of my tweets went viral, which was kind of fun. I, uh, I posted just a, it was just a screenshot. It showed, you know, at the end of the games, they show the quarterback and Hey, this quarterback, this was his stats, this quarterback, this stats, this quarterback, his stats. So anyways, basically I, uh, I posted that and I just said, one of these quarterbacks is a rookie getting his first half in the NFL and I had something like a hundred thousand people who saw it, uh, which is pretty cool because I haven't done anything in my life that's gone viral. So having a hundred thousand people see my tweet uh, kind of blew my mind. <laughs> I think I had like fourteen hundred likes and like hundred and fifty retweets, which it's just I just think it's cool. There's probably a new listener here listening. Because you saw my tweet and then you saw that I posted a podcast link. Because that's what I do is I post my podcast links to my Twitter. And 100% when this gets posted, I'm going to post it on there. So that anyone who liked or commented on there, they're going to see this podcast link. And if you're listening, thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you liked it. Like, subscribe, comment. I will be back in a couple days. We got to preview the Cardinals game coming up next Sunday. So I'm going to try to watch. I'll probably watch the last two Cardinals games, the condensed NFL game pass version where you can get the whole game in like 40 minutes or whatever. So I'm going to try and watch a couple of Cardinals games. So I have an idea about what we're looking at. It's going to be a tough matchup because we're going to Arizona and they're undefeated. Kyler Murray is playing like a top three quarterback and their defense is somehow good this year. Um, I was reading somewhere, and again, we'll get into more next time, but I was reading somewhere that Arizona's defense over the last three years has gone from like 30th to this year currently being ranked in the top five. So anyways, that'll be next time. Uh, appreciate you for listening. If you liked it, like, subscribe, comment, say hi to me on Twitter or don't. Either way, have an awesome day. I'll catch you next time. Go Niners.